I'm thrilled that you guys are all here tonight. I hope you are all having a great week. Um, uh, our goal here and our, our mission here is to create a community of students that know, love, and serve Jesus. We want to make Jesus' name known in your lives and on campus and beyond. And so that is our goal, that's our mission here. And if you are here, uh, this, if this is one of your first times here, this is actually our mission statement to uh, develop a community of students who know, love, and serve Jesus. In fact, we're in a series right now called Mission, where we're going through these main aspects of our mission statement. Last week, we talked about the no aspect of our mission statement. And uh, we, our text for last week was Matthew 7, um, 21 through 23. Um, my eyes are bad. I can't read that back there, so I'm going to turn around. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty, many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And so we looked at that text and we said that uh, that knowing about and knowing are not the same thing. Knowing about and knowing are not the same thing. In fact, it is possible for uh, you to know a lot about God, but not know Him and be known by Him. This is how we have pastors and ministers who do years and years of work and kingdom work for God, but then end up walking away from their faith. Because they knew a lot about God, but they didn't know it. This is how you have people who grew up in the church and know all the right answers and, and everything that they should and shouldn't do, yet continue living in sin. Because they know about God, but they don't know it. And this is how some of the meanest people you will meet are usually... Sometimes the people who know scripture the best because they know a lot about that, but they don't know it. Because knowing about and knowing are two separate things. And last week we, we talked about how to move God from your head to your heart. How to go from an intellectual faith to a relational faith. How to go from an inherited faith of your parents or your family to a personal faith that is your own. And so that's kind of what we talked about last week with the knowing aspect of God. And, and we're going to build on that this evening as we talk about the love aspect of our mission statement. <clears throat> A few weeks ago, my wife and I, we, we had the opportunity to go to Savannah, Georgia. Has anyone ever been there? Um, it is a beautiful city. It's one of my wife's favorite cities. And so we went, her birthday is on the 12th. And it is, so it was right before school started. So we went in, uh, to Savannah 
for her birthday before school and it got crazy and everything and I arranged for my parents to come and stay at my house and watch my daughter, uh, Maggie Jo, some of you saw her running around earlier during dinner, and uh, my, my dog, Tank. And so uh, my wife and I, we get to go on this trip by ourselves and, and we spend a few days in Savannah. And when we come back, as we come back in, uh, we're pulling into the garage and I notice that there is a brand new lawnmower just like sitting in the garage. And I'm like, Wow, this is nice. Um, you see, the lawnmower I had was probably you know, 15 years old. It was a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down. Like it was my, uh, it was like my wife's grandmother's, and then like she passed, and then yeah. So it was like a hand-me-down of a hand-me-down. It was a really old lawnmower, and it literally took me like 20 minutes to get it started every time I had to mow the lawn. And so to come home and have this brand new lawnmower sitting in my garage, it made me feel really special and loved. Has any of you felt that way before? Right? When you receive something that was unprompted and undeserved, uh, maybe it was like a compliment that someone gives you or a gift that someone, um, someone gives you like my parents gave me. My hope is that everyone in this room knows what it is like to feel that way, to feel special and feel loved because of something that has happened to them. And the point of tonight, the lesson that I want you to take home tonight is this. It is easy to love when you feel loved. It is easy to love when you feel loved. Right? It is easy to love someone when, when you know the love that they have for you. If you have your Bibles with you or your phone, and if you want to flip to 1 John chapter 4, uh, this is going to be our text tonight, starting in verse, verse uh, 9. It reads, God showed how much he... I'm going to move this mic down. This seems a little hot. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. We love because God first loved us. God is a God of love. He is the one that initiates this love to us. And he demonstrates this through his actions. He demonstrates this by sending his son to the earth and to the cross to die and be a sacrifice for our sins. See, true love involves action. See, it would do me no good if I said that I loved my wife or I loved my daughter, Maggie Jo, if I didn't provide for them, if I didn't spend time with them, if I didn't hug them, if I didn't dote on them, if I didn't care for them. I can say I love them all I want, but if I, unless I do the things to show that I love them, it's not true love. Because true love shows action. And this is what God and Christ, they did for us. You see, Christ, he humbled himself 
by becoming human. And then he died on the cross to take on our sins so that we can have hope of eternity with him. That is true love. And when you begin to grasp this idea of what Christ has done for you, right, when you truly grasp it, and not just on an intellectual level, and not just as like a series of historical events, or a, a, a story that you read in a book, when you truly grasp that God and Jesus came to this earth and he died for you, personally. When you truly grasp that and understand that in your heart, it becomes easy to love Christ in return. So how does a love for God look? How does a God for how does the love for God look like? Uh, well, I think John, he tells us, if we read on, starting in, uh, continuing on to verse 11, it says, Dear friends, it says, God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but we love each other. God lives in us, and his love is brought to full expression in us. I love that phrase, full expression in us. It sounds like it's working. Is this mic working? Okay. okay. Um, uh, other translations, they say, his love is perfected in us. And I love that. You see, when we truly love God and when we truly know what he's done for us and, and uh, love him in return, that love shows itself in love for others. And so what does a perfected love in us look like? Well, I think there's a few things. So the first thing I want to say is uh, God's perfected love in us is self-sacrifice. Does anyone ever know, or we all probably know someone that only does nice things for people when they can get something in return, right? Um, you guys may be too young for it, but like, you know, like a um, like a makeup salesman or an insurance salesman, right? They're really nice to you as long as they think you're going to buy them, buy their product from them, right? And we all know people that are only nice and only show love when they can get something in return. But true love, God's perfected love in us, is self-sacrifice. You see, this is what Christ did. He died on the cross even though there is nothing we can do to repay the back. Because true love, perfected love, is self-sacrifice. The second thing is God's love perfected in us is often hard. You see, we, we like to think of love as a fairy tale or uh, rainbows and unicorns and sprinkles and, and castles and all this stuff, right? Uh, that's what we like to think that love is. But oftentimes, love is very hard. There are times where love is difficult and it is hard. It wasn't easy for God to send his son down to earth to die for our sins. 
That was very hard for God. And sometimes love is going to be hard for you as well. It's not easy to point out to someone that you love ways that they are falling short of Christ's likeness and righteousness. They can get angry. They can get mad. They can get upset with you. When my wife, she, uh, well, it's probably easy for her, but uh, she points out my flaws, right, a lot of times, and she doesn't always know how I'm going to react to it. Right? I can get angry with her, I can get mad at her, I can give her the silent treatment. She doesn't know how I'm going to react, and, and it's going to be hard for her to point out those things to me sometimes. I think sometimes, uh, well, I know people that have had loved ones that were headed down a path of destruction, and when people told them about it, they got cut off. that relationship was severed. Because sometimes love is hard. But when you care about someone, you truly care about someone, and you want them to be on this path of righteousness and Christ-likeness, sometimes it means doing the hard thing, even though the consequences may be hard for you to bear yourself. And finally, God's love perfected in us is never ending. See, maybe you've given your love over and over again and never received any love in return. Maybe you've had to do the hard thing and give tough love. Maybe you're at your rope's end and you're ready to give up. But God's love is never ending. He never gives up on you. No matter how far gone you think you are, no matter how far away you think you are from God, God, He never gives up on you because His love is never ending. That is why He sent His Son to die on a cross so that He can take on your sins so that you can have hope of eternity and redemption with God. God loves you that much. And so, as we love others, we too also need to be people that love regardless, right? We need to give love that is never ending. That's difficult sometimes. So I want to end on a bit of encouragement. My hope is tonight is that you would have learned and understood more God's love for you. God loves you. He showed, showed you this with his actions. This is why he sent his son. He initiated his love first. He sent his son so that his son could take on your sins and you could have eternity with him. Because God wants to spend eternity with you. Because he loves you that much. 
And so my hope is that you will have a better understanding of God and his love for you. And when that happens, it becomes easy to love God back. Right? When you truly understand and finally grasp all that God and Christ has done for you, it becomes really, really, really easy to love God back. Because it is easy to love when you know and you feel love. And so if you're here tonight, I'm glad you are. And my hope is that you have felt God's presence and his love tonight. And if you're sitting here tonight and maybe this is the first time that you have truly grasped God's love for you. Maybe this is the first time that you have uh, truly felt loved by God and you truly understood all that God has done for you. That is you tonight. I would love nothing more than to share with you how to feel that love for eternity so that you can share that love with others. So I'm going to pray for us tonight and then we have a few more songs. Father God, you are a great and mighty God. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth and the universe and the stars and the planets and and not only are you a mighty God that created everything, Lord, but you are a personal God that loves us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for loving us on a personal level, God. We thank you that you sent your Son to take on our sins on the cross so that we could have hope of eternity with you. God, help us to feel your love tonight. And help us to love you in return in a way that is worthy of who you are. Thank you for your son, your sacrifice, his love, his grace and his forgiveness. And I pray all of this in his precious and holy name. Amen.